We're rolling. Hey, welcome everybody. Uh, welcome to episode 64 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast sponsored by Fightback CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. There you go. Uh, we're also sponsored by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business, website design, Google ads, logos, SEOs. I need to know what an SEO is. I'm kind of lost on that one. <laughs> no, you're not. And uh, lead generation, social media, anything you need to build your business, they can help. Check them out at bbdigitalmarketing.com. I love that you say SEOs. I love when people say SEOs. Is it CO? No, SEO. SEOs. Search engine optimization. Oh, so it's like people so you who say, say S, it's the short for search engine optimization. You okay. say SEOs. Oh, I gotcha. I usually know when somebody says, yeah, you know, I take care of my own SEOs. I know that they don't know what they're doing. Oh, I gotcha. And then it's usually like, okay, they definitely need my SEOs. help. <laughs> it's, it's like people who say ATM machine. Because they're a bunch of SEOs. That's funny. Yeah. A bunch of SEOs. Yeah. Well, SEO. let's welcome SEO. our newest title sponsor. You saw their logo at the opening. Hernandez Claims. They're right here in sunny South Florida. They, uh, they're... A public jester. It's a George Hernandez. A necessary service. You understand that service. You if told you, me if that. you are a homeowner, yeah. mm-hmm. you need it. It's something. It's something. It's a. It's a. It's a resource as as a person who has assets. You know whether it be houses, cars, RVs, boats. Okay. You know wave runners down yeah. here in sunny Florida. Yeah. They're going yeah. to work on your behalf if you have an insurance claim. They're going to work with your insurance carrier and they're going to try to get you the most that they can. You need it. Yeah, yeah. In your claim, they're going to get the most that they can, the most money that they can from your insurance provider. The alternative is working with them yourself, and that's a nightmare. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever done it? You ever have, like, yes. Act? Yeah, I got in a car. So, Somebody wrecked my my beautiful Subaru, which I yeah. loved for eight years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, it was a pain. Check them out at HernandezClaims.com or on Instagram, Instagram at HernandezClaims. Instagram. Right? Insta- Instagram, I'm making fun of his SEOs. I can't even say Instagram. <laughs> Instagrams. The Instagon. It's like an octagon, but where you post pictures of fights. You know. Yeah. My name is Milton Campus. Brown belt training out of South Florida. You can check me out on Instagram at Uncle Milty BJJ or at the show's handle on, on IG at Jujitsu Dummies. Bo behind the camera. Hey, Bo. Hello. Miguel riding shotgun. Miguel, Hi, good, good job at, at reading the intro. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm that you're going to take that whole thing you over. You see how I do this I at home. I just want you to do the whole thing. You see, that's how I, Are you looking in the mirror doing it? In the it? mirror, yeah. Are you clothed or I, are I, you looking at yourself naked? Or? I wear a gi. <laughs> no, no underwear? The fact just, that you oh, no. asked. No, I do. I BJJF, no shirt underneath, <laughs> you know? And then after I'm done, when you win, you know, you got to, ah. And you say, uh, I'm weird. You asked him if he does it naked. You see, now you just prove So just weird. so, if, if you're not following <laughs> us on TikTok, at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Podcast, you have to do the whole thing, at yeah. Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Podcast, you are becoming one of our most popular... Characters, or I mean, we're putting out snippets of the show, and the the stuff that you say is super funny, and we've cut some really good clips. So if if you're on TikTok, give us a follow, check it out, Uh, Miguel. uh, We've got laying pipe. We've got (laughs) when to add the underscore to to BJJ to your IG handle. That those are things Um, that I feel strongly about. (laughs) It should be handed out. Go check him out. He's he's becoming very popular. You're you're, you're coming into your own. I'm like a proud papa. Hey, Push the little birdie out I'm of not, the nest. I'm not even trying. I'm just having fun, y'all. <laughs> All right, listen, guys. We have an awesome, awesome podcast today. Yeah. This is uh, probably one of the biggest episodes that we've done to date. No 
Uh, no offense to any of our previous guests, but this everybody's is, this been is awesome. really big. Yeah, everyone every, everyone has led to everybody uh, has yeah. led to this. Right. If it wasn't for having Jay on, we wouldn't have met our uh, today's guest. Yeah. Uh, so they're all they're all small time. I, yep. I'm just kidding. Come on, Bo. So <laughs> world time. Let's let's bring him in. Here they are. All right, everybody joining us today, we have Jason Gochez, Brian Fury, and the man himself, former lightweight. Heavyweight champion, uh, light heavyweight champion, UFC champion, Rashad Evans. How you doing, guys? What's going on? What's going on, hey, brother? Hey. Welcome to the show. We appreciate you guys coming out. Um, lot to talk about, right? Uh, I definitely like to start with the comeback, right? Yeah. How did this all come about? Uh, we were talking about you're going to be fighting in Khabib's new organization, Eagle FC, correct? Yep. Look, give everybody the details. What's you know? Tell us what's going on. Well, I've been trying to get in a fight for a while. I've been trying to um, you know have one more fight or just do something fun like with boxing and everything you know ever since i retired i kind of was in a space where i didn't want anything to do with fighting and then i started to train and started to you know just work on the mental aspect and sort some things out of my life and uh you know just that flame came back you know okay. that flame that i thought was extinguished that you know um you know didn't didn't allow me to uh compete at my very best towards the end of my career I felt that flame coming back and it was a, a surprise to me because when I retired, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. But, um, you know, it's amazing what happens when your mind starts getting into it. And then, you know, uh, you know, changing my diet, just changing a lot of things in my life really was the, uh, was the essence of me, you know, starting to feel my body come back, my mind come back and the desire to come back to compete and, um, you know, training fighters and things like that. You know, uh, like they say, you in the barbershop too long, you're going to get a haircut. So <laughs> it's my time to get a haircut. There are so many little things in there that we want to talk about. First of all, let's go. Are, are you a vegan now? Yeah. So yeah. is that, you feel like that's uh, re partly responsible for just your change in mindset? Yeah. Like going vegan um, just just changed everything, to be honest. You know, changed my body for one. Mm -hmm. um, changed the way I feel when I compete, when I train. Uh, but more or less, it changed my mindset. You know, when you become conscious about everything you put into your body, you become more conscious. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, becoming more conscious is something that uh, I desperately needed because then it helped me to, you know, ask the right questions that I, that I was not asking before. You know, sometimes you can do something for so long, but then after a while, you forget why you even started, you know. And I felt like when I was competing and towards the end of my career, I felt like I lost my why, why am I doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think being able to um, assess why you do anything is is the, uh, you know, is, is the reason why you do anything. You know, you have to be mm -hmm. able to know your reasoning behind it. And um, once I really started to sit back and really understand why, you know, why things happened the way they did in my career and, uh, you know, why I even wanted to compete, where was the desire coming from? And I asked myself the hard questions. Then I was like, yeah, I can do this again. So, uh, you know, changing my diet was one one of the big steps. I went we vegan for about six weeks. I had a heart attack five years ago. <laughs> June is five years. Oh, you actually they, did have yeah, a heart really attack. Yeah, I really did okay. have a heart attack. And they give you a list of things that you're not supposed to eat. And I remember it started with marbled meats. So it was like cold cuts are gone. Yeah. Turkey sandwich, turkey, chicken, all that stuff, gone. And then I started to find things to that. It, it was, it was, uh, did we, did we were talking about this earlier. Who, I uh, forget who we were talking about. It's hard when you're living with other people that aren't doing it. Right. So I could eat healthy, but my wife and my daughter, they're sitting there eating pizza or having a burger. It was like almost impossible. So I did just kind of cut out the meat, went more pescatarian, 
And that's still kind of the area that I live in, but I had to. Yeah. You know, so I mean, for me, know. it was kind of like, um, you know, it, it was just kind of like a sudden thing. It wasn't really even something I was even trying to do. Yeah. It was like, um, you know, honestly, it was uh, it was basically off of um, off of a uh, mushroom. I know where you're going. Yeah. I know where you're going. I'm going <laughs> to ask so you can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan, was, Rashad. Yeah, it was it was off of, um, a psychedelic trip that I was just like I just had. Um, you know, the knowingness telling me like when you get in a really deep state, yeah. when you're like over like five grams deep and then, <laughs> you know, something, something hits you and, and uh, something hit me and it just kind of mm-hmm. revealed something that I just never even thought I, that was possible for me yeah. before. So Joe Rogan's right. So Joe Rogan you know, is, hey, I mean, he's know, been preaching I it for know a while. about this. This is my <laughs> this is, area. This is our in-house pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all he's all he's I'm going to say is this, June 14 grand. I'll come in on a Thursday to do a, to a podcast and be like, no, let me tell you, I got this idea or <laughs> this thing happened, changed my life. And so true, I, I, I haven't, I haven't done it, but I mean, I'm sure I will, but you know, I mean, I'm telling day. you this, I'm telling you like right now, I think that we're in this world, I think we're about five G's away from world peace, man. Five yeah. grams. <laughs> if we did five grams, yeah. um, it, 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 it'll change yeah. the world overnight, yeah. man. I'm telling you. But, so, 100%. Uh, I, just, I just wanted to say, like, you know, I mean, a lot of us have kids. It's like kids, if you just kind of pay attention to them, they listen to their bodies. Like, my mm-hmm. kids will stop eating when they're not hungry. When they run, they naturally have, like, a 180-beat cadence. You know, they, like, do all these things that, like, you have to relearn as an adult because you unlearn them. Yeah. And it's like I felt like maybe what you experienced was your body was trying to tell you something and you needed that to to, to pay attention to yourself. Yeah. And and it's like it's nothing in this world is black or white. You know, it's like it's always in the middle. And and uh, maybe you just forgot. You know, that's exactly you, what happened to me, actually. Yeah. It got me paying attention to my body. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that really was... important to do that and because of you and, you know, Ben Greenfield. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's like 22 and he's like 100. Yeah. He, I think he's like 40. He's like 40. He's yeah. up high in 40s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm 37. I'm no spring chicken. You know, I got some country miles. But like this dude, like ex-ultra runner, ex- oh, oh, no, oh. I think he did like Ironmans like professionally. But like because of you two, I got onto the spirulina and Corella, uh, the, it, the, the the algae. Yeah. And like did the research. And like in Japan, like uh, only breast milk pretty much can keep a, a newborn baby alive and spirulina. You know, okay. I'm telling you, and, 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 I, and I'm drinking spirulina right now. But I mean, it's, yeah. it's uh, I take like 40 pills. Okay, you know the little ones. Yeah, the I little get ones. The yeah. ones uh, from Hawaii though that are cracked with vibration yeah. instead of cracked with the stone and glass, so you don't have any because it's like uh, the mitochondrial cells. Yeah, so you know. Yeah, I did my research. I surround myself with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So let let's get back to the fight. So what we understand like this this fire came back. Mm-hmm. Khabib reach out to you? Did you reach out to him? Did you find out what he was doing and reach out? How did that all happen? Well, me and um, me and Khabib were kind of like stable mates when it comes to uh, we're managed by the same guy, Ali Abdelaziz. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it was like a natural, natural flow. But you know, you know what made me really want to do this more than anything, you know, um, is I feel like the way things are happening right now in this world, I feel like you know. You never know what you're going to wake up to tomorrow. You don't know yeah. what kind of world you're going to wake up to. You don't know what kind of restrictions you're going to have put on you. So I felt as if like, you know, if not now, then maybe never, you know, yeah. because you never know um, what's going to happen. It feels as if like, you know, the powers that shouldn't be is kind of phase, phasing us out of our, our old way of living, you know. And, um, you know, who, who knows what, what that can bring 
you know, tomorrow down the line. So I felt as if like if if I have an opportunity to compete, I'll at least do it one more time. Okay. And when's that fight? January 28th. Okay. It's going to be here in Miami too. So All right. Yeah. Oh, uh, it isn't. I, I was asking. I thought it was in California. Nah, it's, no? here, it's here in Miami. Hab- oh, Habib. Yes. Habib All right. Um, they, uh, Press passes. I'm going to get on that. <laughs> Yeah, at, at the uh, Eagle Promotions, they got they got. Where um, where what what where's it gonna be? So they actually bought out the old Viacom building, you okay. know, the one that Nickelodeon used to film okay. in. Okay, and they did it like the Apex Center. Ah, they did it like the Apex ah, Center. It's like really that's like smart right now. That's tight. kind of the way you got it. Wow. Yeah, it's, 20, it's crazy. Oh wow. Yeah, it's, is it going to be a small, okay. tight space, like twenty foot? No, nah, it's oh. actually it's actually got a lot of room. I mean, they got they got a nice a really nice area where they done the you know the um. The arena with really nice plush like stadium seats, mm-hmm. and they done um, you know nice locker rooms for the fighters, and they got like a nice area oh. to take pictures in. So they they yeah. really uh, did their thing with it. So now this is an MMA fight. Yep. Okay, because I've I've been hearing you talk a lot about boxing as well. Yeah. And maybe kind of going more to the boxing side. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm I just wanted to get in a fight so bad I was willing to do boxing <laughs> too. <laughs> okay. All right. Because yeah. I hear you you I don't want to call it a call out, but you've invited. Logan yeah, Paul into I, the ring. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to get on a circus. I did. Yeah, I, I did want to get in a circus. But I mean, past tense or I, I don't blame you. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of something that I, you know, like it's a lot less on my, you know, total pole. I mean, if they yeah. said, "Hey, Rashad, I'll, I'll fight you," cool. But at the end of the day, it's not nothing I'm gonna chase. I'm not gonna keep on calling these dudes out because yeah. at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, like they. They got a lot of juice right now, and they've mm-hmm. done a great job of promoting themselves and doing what they've done with that space. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, they never really put in that work like yeah. that. You know, I mean, look, granted, uh, what Jake has been able to do thus far, I hate to say it, it it's been, it's been, it's been all right, man. He's, and, at, and, he's and, athletic. And, and if I, it's, it's getting harder and harder to hate on. It's him. getting harder to hate on because here's what I don't hate. I know, I know what it is to get to fight. But I know how hard it is to Prepare. do exactly what you say you're gonna do. He's mm-hmm. calling out his knockouts. He's out there doing yeah. it, you know, prophetically. And 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 when somebody's doing it at that level, you gotta say there may be a little bit more to this than that meets the eye. You know? Yeah. Jason, the boxing coach. What do you think about that? What do you think about him getting yeah. into a boxing ring? Well, well, going back to that, Jake Paul adding to that. From what I've heard from the circles, is at the very least, like the dude is taking it serious. Like he takes his training serious. You know? Yeah. He's not just in there. Like just trying to play around, you know what I mean? And you got to respect that. You know? Yeah, he respects the sport. You know what I, I mean? so. And if you were advising Rashad, I mean, is this a is this a good move? Is this you know Rashad a good world is, to get Rashad into? Rashad is a warrior, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, you know, <laughs> a fight's a fight at the end of the day. You know, what I mean? yeah, he's got two hands, and you know, Jake Paul got two hands, and you know, in a situation like that, anything can happen. You know, he's got experience on his side. You know what I mean? I don't think. Uh, you know, I mean, no, obviously we respect Tyrone Woodley, you know what I mean? But, you know, Tyrone Woodley and Rashad Evans, man, there's, there's, there's experience on that side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey everybody. Big, just so everybody knows, that's Jay's Big J. Big J. <laughs> behind that. John Blanchard Monjoy. Am I saying it right? Right? Monjoy. Yes, Monjoy. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Big J behind You got, I forget what episode it was, but look back at, uh, in our, what was it, our, our 30s, right? In our 30s? Something like that. Jay, somewhere I think he was in our somewhere 30s. Some, somewhere around. 30s or 40s. Look for episode 30, 40. That you'll, you'll see Big the, J. The search bar will figure it out for yeah, you. Yeah, or, or just search his yeah. name. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to know how to spell Monjoy. No, <laughs> Big J. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think yeah. Fun yeah. That, you know, it, it's, you called it, you know, a circus. I think I grew up on boxing. That's where my love of even what I'm doing now with Jiu-Jitsu came from. As a little kid, 
watching like the fights, like ABC Sports. I remember little kid, and I'm 48, yeah. little kid watching uh, Saturday and Sunday fights with my dad, like back when it was in the parking lot in Vegas, yeah. before they had the big arenas, right? That back when, uh, remember that guy that came in with the parachute and yeah, the, the whole yeah, the pack, yeah. right? That, I remember I was watching that fight, right? <laughs> fan, so I rem- I, I, I'm a fan yeah, from back man. then. And so then growing up, getting into, you know, UFC and MMA and then, you know, becoming a jiu-jitsu practitioner, I looked at this like, this is a fucking circus. Come on, really? And now it's getting harder and harder to hit on, on both of the Paul brothers. Yeah. It's like, listen, they're, they're getting in there. They're doing what they're, you know, it's, what they say they're going to do. It's a circus, but here's the genius behind what they've been able, to, been able to do. They've been able to really etch out a, their own little uh, space in combat sports. You know what I'm saying? It's and like and um it's something that, you know, people are like, oh, Jake needs to fight, you know, a boxer or this, that, and the other. No, Jake doesn't. Jake mm-hmm. needs to keep on doing exactly what, what Jake, Jake is, doing. is doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he don't need to do anything. He he's he's making a bag like how he's making right now. People are tuning in to see, mm-hmm. and he keeps on winning, so he don't need to change anything. I mean, you guys tell me, uh, you know, I'll let you guys respond, but, I mean, there was a while there that I kind of said, you know, boxing is kind of like on its way out. I, w- I was even calling it like, it's kind of like the minor leagues to the MMA. Like everybody, the kids coming up, you don't just go, I, I'm not in the gym. You guys know better than me, but there's no like 12 year old going, I want to be a boxer. I feel like that 12 year old is going like, I want to learn martial arts. I want to learn MMA is the art now, right? That's yeah. the jujitsu. That's the, you know, is that what you guys find? I mean, are there really kids coming in that just want to do boxing or don't, or do they know like, if I really want to make it in this world, I've got to do MMA. You guys are in that world. You know, you came with a young man that's uh that's a boxer. You came to the yeah. podcast today, and and he's just getting started in in, in jujitsu, right? Yeah, you know he um, he boxed in Italy. Uh, Salvatore Di Martino. I was twenty two and two as a mm. boxer over there. Um, he came here. He bought a one way ticket. Um, wow. You know he literally came <laughs> here. Balls. You know, in, in Italian we call it sogno. Sogno <laughs> is a dream. Okay. So um, he came here with his smile and a dream. Yeah. And uh, he's here. And he's here to stay. Yeah, you know. Um, so, so for the mindset of somebody like he's a boxer, is there a realization that I need to learn? I is <clears throat> MMA is the better route because there's more opportunity. Well, yeah. Essentially, you're not, is, and you have you both not. Essentially, not it's more opportunity because um, over in Italy, even as a professional boxer over there, um, or even just as a boxer, you know, you win titles, but you don't really have an opportunity. Because the the algorithms are different mm-hmm. here, oh, yeah. you you have a lot more variety. You have a lot more sponsors. You have a lot more business, and most importantly, you have coaches who can open doors to different ideas and and opportunities for you. So, um, yeah, the the trend is going towards MMA, but you know, um, there have been MMA guys who have gone into the boxing ring and you know shown some love to boxing, you know, and, and and now everybody is going back and forth. So I think it's good for both sports. I think yeah. it's good for boxing. It's good for MMA. It's good for combat in general because we have an opportunity to get back to the love. With COVID and everybody being bottled in and everybody's just kind of like kind of like uh, Coke bottles just been shaken yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's shaking up. So, so you know, people want to start living again. You don't mm-hmm. to start living, you know. That's when you're alive. You're alive, and it, and it's the world of combat. It's the the world of being able to be a better version of yourself and going out there and giving everything you have. So, so you're coaching that young man. Yes, we've got 
Let's tell everybody where you guys met, how you guys met originally. Um, go ahead, Jay. So <clears throat> around 2014, 2015, uh, I was working with uh, a Cuban Olympian uh, boxer, uh, Idel Torriente. Remember Idel? Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> throughout our uh, working together, we ended up, uh, he ends up getting signed to the Black Zillions because Black Zillions were going to throw their hat into the prize fighting ring at the time, okay. right? So, you know, we were going up there and training uh, at, at their gym at the time up in Boca. Uh, and then little by little, me going over there, I started working with some of the guys from the team. Um, and fortunately, you know, later on down the line, um, I was given an opportunity to be part of the uh, uh, Ultimate Fighter Season 21, which mm -hmm. is Black Zillions versus ATT. Oh, yeah. Right. So uh, so I was able to get on the uh, the coaching staff over there and help him out, um, you know, working with Rashad and some of the other seasoned vets that were leading them. You know what I mean? And and uh, we did a tremendous job, I think. You know what I mean? These guys went out there and, and put their best foot forward. You know? And for those who don't who don't know, Kamara won that that season. Yeah, right? absolutely. Kamara and, came out. And he was working with Kamara all the time. So. Yeah. So I, yeah, I did a lot of work with Kamara. Still do a lot of work with him guy's um, amazing. when he's down here in Florida before yeah. he goes over to uh, uh, Colorado okay. stuff like that. But yeah, you know, and I continue to work with some of the guys, but that's how I got introduced to them and that's how I met Rashad. And and so now you guys are all, you guys, I saw a picture that Jay shared with me. You guys are, are working with, not only for your fight, but you're working with Greg Hardy right now, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who's we've, got a fight coming up? Yeah, we've had Greg for a few camps, you know, just kind of, um, you know, bringing him along and just kind of, you know, Greg is just kind of somebody who um, I got hooked up with through uh, a friend of mine and uh, this guy named Gary, he's a, he's a boxing coach, and Greg had just left uh, ATT, and he was looking for a place to train. And at the time, I was just kind of, you know, uh, getting back in shape, and me and Tyrone were training at his house. Tyrone has a gym at his house, and I was training some of my nieces and nephews that came to live with me for the summer. And uh, they're like, hey, Greg needs somebody to train, you know, somebody to train them. So I was like, all right, you know. I, I remember Greg when he first came into the UFC and uh, him and I had some discussions, you know, about some of the, you know, some of uh, the the, um, the uh, bad fanfare he was getting at the time. And I told him, you know, keep his mind strong. And I told him, you know, how the fans used to hate me and all that kind of thing. And, <laughs> and then I gave him some words of encouragement, you know, but we, we had a bond ever since then. So when we started training together, um, it was like something that um, it was just like a good fit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I, like Greg is a, um, a kind of person where he's, you know, he's been through so much in his short, you know, in, in his time, but just being a professional athlete from football yeah. into MMA, you know, he's kind of, he was kind of um, jaded a bit in a mm -hmm. sense, you know, where he just kind of really didn't trust anybody. So once we, you know, once we, you know, uh, started to establish our relationship and, you know, he started to trust me, then I was able to just like really, you know, try to push him and develop him in different areas. And then, um, you know, I had some, you know, a few fights where, you know, he just wasn't, you know, getting to the level that we needed. And then, uh, you know, I wanted to, uh, I brought, I brought on Brian Fury. Cause I'm like, man, we need, we need a big, we need a big guy, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, he had some big He's training big partners, but Fury brings a different kind of energy. He's, uh, um, He's, you know, he, he's not only philosophical, you know what I'm saying? He's a great jujitsu. He speaks about eight different languages. You know, he, he's, he's got, <laughs> we were talking about that he's, a he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of different characters and qualities that I needed to have with me, you know, not only mm -hmm. for Greg, but for myself, you know, he reminded me of my coach, Mike Van Arsdale, who was probably my best coach of all time, you know, always knew the right thing to say, always knew how to motivate. 
And that's what I really liked about Fury. So when I brought him in to help me with Greg, him and Greg hit it off. And, you know, his work with Greg has been just, you know, amazing. And he's been taking Greg to the next level on so many different areas with his ground and just, you know, mentally speaking, you know, he does, he talks about the chest. So yes, I was going to say, you know, like you you talked about, he calls you philosophical, Mm -hmm. you know, we here, uh, we're an outsider when it comes to the boxing and MMA side. I mean, we're fans. How much of it is mental? How much, you know, you hear, Oh, it's 90% mental. It's five, you know, 10, you know, Um, from the inside looking out. I, I can tell you that, uh, you know, when you're, when your mind's in the right place, your abilities in your body will always catch up. Okay. I can tell you that. So I don't know what percentage that is, but I can tell you that um, everything we do starts from everywhere we were. So um, if your mind is in the right place, your abilities will catch up to you. Um, you know, when we when we approach a fight and we approach a situation, we approach obstacle. Um, I believe that Sung Su said it best. He said... Uh, you know, to guard against defeat lies in our own hands, but the opportunity to defeat an enemy lies in the hands of the enemy itself, right? So what that means on on a different level is that, um, you know, when when your mind is in the wrong place, you know, your your opponent is always going to see that, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and you're going to give, you'll give your opponent the opportunity to defeat you, okay? Mm -hmm. But when your mind is in the right place, you've already guarded against, the biggest enemy, which is yourself, which is your mind, because that old man always wants to go back and sit on that sit on that front porch and be comfortable and be lazy and not get better. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I do like to um, I like to bring it right to the front door. I don't bring it to the side door. I don't bring it to the garage. I bring it right to the front door with Greg. He's a big guy. He's super athletic, and a lot of people look up. You know, they they are intimidated by him. But when you go up against someone who's not intimidated, the the two words I like to say is, now what? Right? Mm. Now what? Now where do you go from here? So most people are, are going to approach him, you know, being intimidated by him. But we're all professional athletes. We're all grown men out there. So what we've got to do is we've got to have another angle. Okay? And I do like to use the game of chess in particular because chess is the one combat mental combat sport that it doesn't matter how strong you are it doesn't matter how fast you move you know it could be the beginning could be the the middle it could be the end but you know you could be completely surrounded and you can checkmate someone Mm. so i use this aspect with him all the time i I also played a little football myself so i like to you know bring him back to the football world but most importantly the key with greg and i is i like to listen to him I listen to what he's saying. I listen to what he's saying, and I listen to what he's not saying. Okay, because when you listen to what somebody's not saying, that's really where you learn about that person. Mm-hmm. It's not what they say; it's what they don't say. So you've got to listen. Philosophical. You got to listen. Like Just it. listen. Like Be a better listener yeah. every single day. Damn, Fury, you, My you wife's been be, telling me that for a long time. What did you say? Okay. Must be one of those uh, romance area. Uh, chess players oh just um, sacrificing uh you know sacrificing. what I, I you know my 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 goal, style? my goal is is just to continue the idea i continue yeah. the idea you know don't abandon the idea you see a good move look for a better one for sure 
Hey, if you guys have been training the last couple of fights, and I'm a fan, right, like of the sport in general. So like, even if I don't particularly have like a horse in the race with a fighter or anything like that, I keep track of their performance just because you just kind of do. You naturally do that, even if they're not on your team or whatnot. Correct. And man, his cardio has gotten so much better, especially this last fight. Um, and he's just like matured in the sport. Like before, I mean, he, I mean, he's a behemoth, man. Like, I mean, the guy yeah. mm-hmm. has hams for, for hands <laughs> and super athletic, fast twitch at that weight. And man, it just, you saw the shift in the last couple fights, sure. you know, in the maturity, mm-hmm. you know, that knee, mm-hmm. I feel like that knee, man, that was all mental. Just being super new, got thrown on the deep end, main yeah. card. Like I couldn't even imagine, bro. I get nervous when I have to do daddy daughter dances, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, what's important is that you got to remember that, you know, you don't learn anything from winning, right? So you learn, you learn when you lose, yeah. you learn, you know, logistics and, and then you, you learn for preparation. Yeah. Happens you know? to the best, Peter Yan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Threw a knee in a championship fight. I mean, the guy's as seasoned as you could get, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? So uh, on the on the coaching side of this, who who else are you guys working with? You, and, and is it always you guys working together? Yeah. If you're if you're working with somebody, they're working with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, we we uh, run our training sessions. We also got this guy named Devin who helps out with Devin Moultrie well. is amazing, Devin Moultrie. Yeah. amazing, yeah, nice, nice, amazing. Uh, big, tall guy, uh, really big body. Um, you know, strong. Young guy, uh, high level black, belt. high level black belt, like yeah, next very, level, very and he uh, and he and he pushes Greg, you know. Yeah. So it's it's really good, um, you know, good team chemistry that we have with the coaches, and mm-hmm. you know we all we all get in where we fit in, you know what I'm saying, and we kind of, you know, we we feel all each other's strength and just you know kind of allow training to take suit like that. But at the end of the day, you know, we we are trying to develop some people with some strong minds. So every you know. Every training session, we we make sure that we, uh, it's a mental one. You know, we make sure that we mm-hmm. are driving in the fact that, you know, what we do is not easy. And um, this is not a sport for the faint of heart. So if you're looking to have a, just go in there and, and have a, a a good time and not really, you know, push yourself to the limit, then you're not doing the right sport. You're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room all day. Yeah. Sounds like you guys have good communication. Yeah. yeah. Well, Absolutely. our team is very organic. Our, yeah. our team is very organic. It's, you know, we... What we what we do is, you know, me and Rashad, we feed off each other almost every day. We know whether we're talking, we come in, and I know his game plan. He knows my game plan. If I can't show up, I know he'll take over. He can't show. He can't show up. He, you know, like we know what we're doing. You know, with Devin, there's no ego in there. There's, I mean, we just we literally come in, and we get the job done, and everybody gets better. Everyone. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So let's let's do a little rewind. Back to those Black Zillion days. I know that I I don't think I've ever heard of what happened and why the team broke up, disbanded, whatever, however you want to say it. We've got the guys here. What happened? Um, well, the the team started to break up when uh, when Glenn got sick. It was after the Ultimate Fighter show. Glenn Robinson, right? Glenn, Glenn Robinson, Robinson, yeah, Glenn Robinson. Uh, Shout out to my, Glenn Robinson. Yeah, yeah. rest in peace. Rest in peace. peace. Uh, one of my one of my old partners and and uh, my manager at the time, you know. Um, he got sick and, uh, you know, he just wasn't getting any better. And, you know, he was, you know, pretty much just financing everything and, you know, making a show that, uh, you know, we were all able to do what we wanted to do. I mean, Glenn was the kind of guy who, you know, he was, you know, not only making sure that, you know, the rent was paid and everything like that. He would also, you know, house fighters, you know, pay for them to, to live, you know, give them allowance and, you know, 
uh, give him a job at the other business that he had with Ironbridge Tools. So he was very generous in, in that respect. And a lot of people took advantage of him. Mm. And, um, you know, it, uh, but at the same time, you know, he, he, he loved, he loved to help people out. Like that's what, that's where, you know, some people buy cars and all different kind of things, but what he wanted to do was he wanted to help people out. And that's what, um, you know, that, that's what, that's what he did a lot of times. But when he got sick, you know, the team started to get fractured and, um, you know, we, we went to, we, we moved to combat club and started working out of there for a while. And then from combat club, then we moved over to, um, hard knocks 365. And then from there, um, you know, once Glenn passed, it was just like, you know, the black zanes were, were no more, you know? So, so the name, it was never about internal fighting or no, I things mean, like that. No, 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 not, not that at all. You know, I feel like, um, at a certain point, you know, when it was, you know, the writing was on the wall where it was as if like, um, you know, Glenn was, you know, maybe not coming back into the picture, mm -hmm. you know, the, uh, you know, Henry and those guys wanted to make a move where, um, they weren't going to be, uh, handcuffed by the name, you know, because Glenn owned the name. So mm -hmm. they wanted to be able to continue to grow the team and not be handcuffed by the name that they didn't, they, they didn't own. So, they kind of rebranded themselves and kind of went their own way. Yeah, like Sanford MMA, right? Yeah, Sanford, Sanford MMA. MMA. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, after that, you know, it, it took some time for, um, you know, just to kind of let some of the the the, uh, the emotions and some of the things kind of settle because, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was kind of like uh, in a position where um, I was an athlete, but at the same time, I was part of the 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 managerial staff, you know. Uh, being partners with Glenn, being so close with Glenn. So whatever grievances people couldn't air out with him, they air out with Rashad, me. And Rashad. then I'm just like, yeah, it made, it made me, it made me hate. Clean up on our 12. Yeah. It made me hate. That's exactly it. But I mean, it, it's tough, man, because you know, you, you have these fighters and, um, fighters are, you know, they, the fighters are, uh, you know, they can be a bit complex to say the least, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So uh, dealing with all these different personalities and just dealing with trying to make everybody happy, you know, it can be, so, you know, something that just kind of burned me out to the level where I was like, man, is this something I even want anymore? So I just kind of pulled back from the whole, like, everything with the team. You know, I just kind of wanted to just take my space and just kind of see, uh, you know, what I want to do next. Okay. So the you disband and you go where? Um, well, I, uh, I trained, I trained over with, with Henry and those guys for a while. And then, um, you know, I just kind of like took a break from the sport because around that time, you know, I also was over training with, uh, Mark Henry and those guys too, because, um, you know, I really liked, I really liked Mark Henry. I liked his attention to detail and, uh, you know, they had some great guys up there. And at the time, you know, Corey Anderson was, you know, a great training partner. Corey Anderson is probably one of the best guys I ever trained with. You know, he's such a, um, he, he's such a dark horse in the race and nobody's really giving him any props, but he was somebody that was, you know, coming up back yeah. then. And now he's, you know, finally arrived like, Oh wow. Where'd he come from? But he's been in the mix for a while. He's been in the lab for a while at, at in, in New Jersey. Really? So, yeah. So they had a lot of good stable fighters out of there that I got some good training with, but I mean, Florida was always my home and, and staying connected to those guys were always my home. But, um, after I, uh, I retired, I just kind of, 
I, I trained a little bit with Henry and those guys and, and I'll go in there and help out when I can. But then I just, I just took a break and just kind of wanted to just, you know, sort myself out because I still was just dealing with that, uh, that, that residue of, of competing and, and, you know, mm-hmm. what it all meant, you know, and, you know, being one of the best fighters in the world at one time to losing five in a row was, was an ego crusher. You know what I'm saying? So it was just kind of, uh, redefining myself and getting to know myself again, you know, outside of the whole image of what, uh, I, I thought I was based on, you know, my, my MMA career. So you guys, Jason, have you, you've been in the ring? Oh, you're but you're a boxing coach. Did you when I was did younger, you ever yeah. strap him on and, and yeah, yeah, yeah yeah when I was younger I did some yeah. competition but I, I didn't have the discipline enough to be able to you know yeah <laughs> you know what I mean I, like I appreciate it. the honesty and Brian you were you you fought in the cage uh, yes? yes I did right? I was two and one in the cage um, mm-hmm. uh, ten time world champion uh, masters and uh, no gi okay um, for jujitsu um, black belt and um, you know really you know what we have accomplished as individuals is nothing in comparison to what we what we bring together you know i learned stuff from jason i learned stuff from rashad devin you know i'm, I'm still like a baby in there you know I, and yeah. i love it because we work on stuff you know i teach a lot but i also learn you know because it's different aspects you know yeah. um, i wrestled in high school you know um did well and things of that nature but uh you know this is a completely different aspect to anything that i've you know i've ever seen so so and especially you know with a a hall of famer like rashad you know who wouldn't want to jump at the chance you know to learn from the best because he is the best of best and he does have a lot more left in the basement and we will get a chance to show that january 28th um you know he's coming for blood so so i'll ask this question of all of you i know by no means do I compare anything that I do when I'm telling somebody how to do a jiu-jitsu move to what you guys do. Mm-hmm. But there's this little high that I get off of teaching or even I don't coach, but you know, somebody asks me a question and like, Hey, can you show me that move? I love that part of jujitsu for me. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about the coaching side? Where, you know, do you feel like, was it better in the ring or do you love it on the outside, <laughs> you know, as much? Well, is, um, is there a comparison there? I mean, I, I, I got, I got your back. Well, you know where yeah, I'm going. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like there's, you, there's a, a high and a gratification yeah, that I think yeah. comes from both sides of that. Absolutely. Where, where do you, where do, where do you get the biggest high? You know, it, it's kind of funny because before I would think that it would only be in fighting that I got such a high, but um, coaching has brought something different, some a different aspect of that feeling of accomplishment, that feeling mm-hmm. of joy. Uh, just watching somebody do something that 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 you taught them, and just seeing them, you know, get past a yeah. level that they were struggling with before. You know, the other day we were training at um, ACG over at Charles McCarthy's place, and you know they do a good job of of letting us go in there and train with those guys. Um, Shout out, Coach McCarthy. Yes, indeed. And <laughs> um, you know, Greg was in there with a really good wrestler, this guy named Luke from Cornell, and um, you know, Greg his takedown defense was not the best at all. Like to the point where I I was able to get him down. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And what he did and what he was able to show Mm -hmm. just uh, the other day, it almost had me tearing up, man. I was, I felt that proud (laughs) for him. I felt that proud for him because I remember when he, he didn't stand a chance. And sometimes you see somebody Mm -hmm. when they just are just so off the beat, you just like, man, I don't even know if I can even help him. I don't know where, you know, but then you see him start to get it. And it's just like, Oh gosh, Yes, you got it. Awesome. it just it was just yeah. it's just something that just filled my heart up with so much joy. And it's something that um, 
you know, I would have never foreseen that I would have had just being the competitor that I was, that coaching would bring such a rival feeling. Yeah. And and if you if you think about it, if you really sit back and think about it for a second, your career as a coach is probably gonna be way longer than your career as a as a fighter. There's just a whole other life sure. that's just starting here, right? I, yeah. I think there's also another aspect. I mean, the between the three of you, you guys have been outside of the ring, behind the cameras, in the locker rooms. These things that knowledge like, like that you get to also, impart on also fighters, right? you you all have something you've all competed. You have you know what the nerves feel like, mm-hmm. you know what the bright lights are. You know what people are going to chant in the crowd, the ones that like you, the ones that don't. Like, uh, do you feel like that experience too now that you're coaching with all of that behind it? Has that changed your perspective as to how to train a guy? Like like how we were talking about the, the sure. mental, physical thing. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, can, I can tell you that, you know, coaching allows you um, to take the sort of take the proverbial uh, cocoon off mm-hmm. of what your mind is. And, and you turn into that butterfly because <clears throat> now you're free. Right. Because you can take a guy who looks who's intimidated because he's going up up against someone who has a a superior skill set than him. And you can mold him and you can teach him and you can show him and you can say, yeah, I'm uh, listen, you're at the bottom of the ocean. I'm at the bottom of the ocean. We're at the bottom of the ocean together. All you got to do is look up. The sun is right there. So so once you take a person who doesn't know or doesn't have any skill set and you mold them to where <clears throat> to where they are able to intel- intelligently defend themselves then they will trust you and they know that they will follow you and they will listen to you and more importantly because they've seen a quantitative result right. they know that they couldn't defend an armbar and now they can defend an armbar or they could you know before they were just getting you know punched in the face you know and now it's like hey put your hands up i learned from rashad just just when we first started, hey, if you put your arms up and you extend your arms out, no one's going to punch through your arms, you know? And it, it's just... just just John Jones. Yeah, right. That's what I always reference yeah, to. Just, just, a, just something as simple as that, you know, and it hit me like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, yeah, nobody can punch through your arms. And then it's like, I take my jujitsu um, knowledge, um, whatever limited knowledge I have, and, and I can implant that into someone who doesn't have the same skill set and you 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 see that look in their eyes right you see that look in their <clears> eyes then <throat> that look says hey you know what i understood what you said and i understood the mission and i completed it and now i'm never going to get caught in that situation again yeah and for that's, sure that's that is what coaching is all about yeah. yeah but even as a coach like um you know when when i see guys who are in that hole getting ready to make that walk yeah. And I can look in their eyes and I see how they're feeling because I, I remember that feeling, you <laughs> yeah. know, yes, sir. Yes, sir. it's easier for me to have the right words to say to them to get those butterflies to move in the right direction. Because sometimes you get those butterflies and they move in the wrong direction, then you're not performing to your best. But sometimes you, you get them to just make the right formation. And sometimes it's just your coach is having the right words to say, you know, like when I was getting ready to fight Chuck Liddell, um, you know, Randy, Randy Couture. You know, he had the right words to say to me to get me to be like, boom, you know, just hit a switch and be able mm-hmm. to get me to compete at the next level, you know. And that's what it's like, you know, when when I see my guys and I see them, you know, they may be struggling, but they don't want to say because this is all mental, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're when you hit when you're in training camp it's 90 percent physical and 10 percent mental. But when you're on the line, when it's fight week 
it flips and it's 90% mental and 10% physical, you know, and you got to believe in your training and that's all mental. So a lot of mental reps before you get to that point is, is due, you know, and I know that. So I always drop in a little bit of nugget as time goes forward to make them feel that pressure of what it's going to feel like on fight night. Okay. What so are the, Real quick, we're going to do some shout-out. We're going to put some shout-outs in here. I should have told you guys before. We're going to, like, count down one, two, three. <laughs> three, two, one. I just probably ruined it for Bo. But we're going to do some shout so sponsor shout-outs that we insert right here. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you to DD214 Fightwear, at DD214 underscore Fightwear, gear for patriotic rollers. Let's go. I like that. I like that new one. Get 15% off your online order at DD214BJJ.com with code JJD. Shout-out to Flow and Roll. A good friend, Sean, at flow underscore and underscore roll on Instagram. If you're watching or listening in December 2021, everything on the site right now is on sale. Everything's been reduced. Discount codes are disabled. If you're listening in uh, January or beyond, January 2022 or beyond, you should be able to use code JJD for 20% off your order at flowandroll.com. Check them out on Instagram for their custom gi and no gi kits. Also, uh, you can get our signature podcast tee. I don't have one on today. Oh, man. I'm we have rocking, our signature tee with Steve the cool Strings. flow and roll logo on the back. You can get that on their site. You'll see it right in the menu. I love it. On the left. I like their logo. Shout out to Flow and Roll. Take big it away. I'll let you, you do the rest yeah, of the yeah, shout yeah. outs. Big thank you to Feito IT and AV, who specializes in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, and CCTV. Check them out at feitoav.com feitoav.com please excuse me feito uh, and uh, let them know the dummy sent you uh, gym owners new years new security system new year new years you say like my grandfather happy new years new years new year new security system new security system or systems if you have multiple gyms there you go you know big shout out to them Shout out to the Troop Welfare Foundation. They are a veteran nonprofit uh, dedicated to helping veterans f- to find outlets to cope with PTSD, depression, anxiety, and other mental health issues through martial arts, physical training, and recreational activities. Check them out on Instagram at Troop Welfare Foundation and TroopWelfareFoundation.org online. Oh, don't forget. Don't forget. I've almost right, forgot. Ready? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Ready? I almost go forgot. Go ahead, go ahead, do it, do it. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Share wherever you are watching or listening to. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to click the bell on our page to get notifications each time we launch new videos. Flawless. That was great. I <laughs> Not flawless. No, not flawless. I messed, I messed no, my, up. Part, my part was flawless. Yeah. Well, my part yeah. was flawless. Young, young Padawan. <laughs> Special thanks to Fight Back CBD for their support. Head over to their website, fightbackcbd.com, and check out their growing line of CBD products. Find the best solution for your CBD needs and use code JJD to get 20% off your purchase. Stay in touch with them on Instagram, at fightbackcbd, and tell them the dummies sent you. Special thanks to our newest sponsor, George Hernandez Claims Adjuster. Have you experienced damage to your residential or commercial property in the state of Florida? Water, flood, fire mold, storms, smoke, hurricane and wind, lightning, business interruption, theft and vandalism, sinkholes. Don't get stressed out dealing with your insurance provider. Call George Hernandez today. Let the professionals get you the most compensation possible. Visit HernandezClaims.com or call 305-712-6751 to get help now. And stay in touch with them on Instagram at Hernandez Claims. All right, so... 
We're here to talk about not just your, not Rashad's background and, and kind of where you guys came from, but we wanted to break a little bit of news here today. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> so we've got, there's some, some interesting conversations that I've had with Jay, and, and I understand that you guys are, uh, well, I'll let you guys make the announcement. Tell us a little bit about what you guys have going on, why, why the three of you guys are sitting here today. Well, the three of us are sitting here today because, you know, uh, through our great coaching together and just, you know, the team that we've been able to bring around us, um, we decided that we want to bring back the Black Zillions. Very cool. Yeah, we, we want to bring it back. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we want to bring it back. You know, um, you know, f- for a lot of different reasons. Uh, you know, but mainly because you know we know that um, we can still turn out some good talent. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, a big part of this also is you know, um, Glenn Robinson. You know, I, I want to be able to continue his legacy. You know. Um, he, he, he was a great man, and uh, he, he was somebody who um, truly believed mm-hmm. in, in the sport of MMA and um, really believed in the team that, you know, he, he gave everything for it, you know? And I feel as if, like, if we can go back and, and, uh, and build something and, and make something special that will carry his name and uh, what he's able to provide for a lot of different people, I think that'll make uh, you know his family very happy, and not only that, just you know, just make it so that um, everything that he has done, it wasn't a waste. That's awesome. So Why this is this us? isn't Why a. Why not us? Why not? This isn't a like we're thinking about this. This is happening. This is happening right now. You guys have been working behind the scenes to make this happen already. It's coming out party. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is this is happening. This we, is we're official. in the process of making this happen, and um, you know, we we know. Um, we we know what we need to do. We know sorry, the the uh, hurdles ahead of us, but we we feel we have a great team that uh, that can really address a lot of those challenges. You know, um, with, with Jay, Jay's a, a mastermind when it comes to just organization and really setting up all the pieces on the business aspect. So, uh, you know, we feel as if like we'll be able to not only just uh, come back, but we'll be able to come back strong and uh, set a precedent that we previously wasn't able to hit before. You, know, you guys so, got the exclusive, I was going to say. There you go. <laughs> Breaking news. You know, and, you know what? JJD exclusive. I think I'm going to add something here, right? Sure. Because I was listening to Rashad and um, as coaches, and, and there's something I want to ask that I really never ask. Um, never met Glenn. Um, read about him a lot the past few months. And um, as a vision, as a vision, what you guys are doing for fighters, what he did for you guys, do you do? Can you can can you say that was the goal? The way like he started with you guys, and then though he had to leave early, but what you guys are picking up with fighters before we even um, thought about coming back with the Black Zillion, do you believe that was that was the vision for him? I think so. I think you know. Um Glenn, Glenn was always a, a person who would, you know, he, he would find a diamond in the rough, you know what I'm saying? And he, and he would really try his best to, you know, uh, throw his resources at it and do what he could to make that person the best. Like for instance, you know, um, we started jump roping and, uh, you know, the team would jump rope before training. And then next thing you know, 
Glenn flies out. Buddy Lee, one of the best jump ropers, jump ropers of all time, <laughs> that teaches to do some jump roping. And that's just how he was. You know, like if you're going to do it, you're going to do it to the best. And that kind of uh, that kind of mindset, that kind of dedication to really give the fighters what, you know, they needed is a reason why you see guys like Kamaru Usman, you know, Gilbert Burns and Luke Vincente and, and uh, you know, Jason Jackson and all these guys who were, you know, underlings and, and really weren't anything at the time, you know, they started to really develop because they were in such a program that, that gave them a lot of different experiences that, that, that gave them a lot of different experiences and exposed them to the highest level of training, you know, and made it so that, you know, they were stable mates with some of the greatest legends in the world, like, you know, Vitor Belfort, Alistair Overeem, Tyrone Spung, you know, um, uh, so, so many that, that came through and that was part of, um, what we were able to do with the black zillions. And a lot was because Glenn spared no expense to make sure that we had the absolute best. Okay. Even on the coaching side, man, Glenn gave me my first shot to, you know, coach at that level. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he had that much faith in me that he allowed me to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's awesome. What, what drew you to this, Brian? What, what drew you to come back to? What, well, what, what drew me back? Um, first really quickly, just wanted to uh, shout out Matt Mitrione, Matt, Matt Mitrion was the um, the guy who brought me into Black Zillions. He was actually um, he was fighting, I believe, it was big country at the time, and he needed you know a, a big guy to uh, to roll with him because big country shout out big country is just huge. I mean, you know, people take him for granted, but you know that guy's ground games on point. Ground games on point. ADCC vet, you know. Um, so uh, Maddie brought me in and. Um, you know, we, we did some sparring and, you know, Scott Barrett, you know, just the beast. I mean, shout out just there. huge shout out to that guy. Um, you know, just, um, you know, the love, you know, the, the love, the love is what brought me back. Um, when uh, Rashad reached out to me, we were actually at an MMA event. Coincidentally, uh, it was, I believe it was an amateur XFN event. Um, you know, shout out Daniel Keith, uh, you know, and. I just happened to see him. He was going through the crowd, and I hadn't seen him in a while. And he said, "Hey, oh Fury, I need you. I got, I got Greg Hardy." He said, when he said Greg Hardy, I said, "I'm all in." What time and where? I said, <laughs> I, I said, "I'm all in." Name you know, location. You know, and um, you know, uh, Maddie brought me in, and I and met the team, and you know, was doing sparring with Alistair Overeem, who you know was a, a, should be a black belt, but you know, I think he was a brown belt at the time. Um, you know, just another beast. And uh, so just had an opportunity to spar with a bunch of guys. And, and uh, they were just bringing me in primarily for my jujitsu uh, skill set. And but I remember I remember Glenn uh, when I first came in him saying because I said, listen, I, I really don't have any Jocko gear. What I'm wearing right now, <laughs> he, you know, <laughs> Glenn personally picked it out. Yeah. yeah, he picked it out. And and a lot of a lot of the gear he gave to me, you know, personally, yeah. you know, and, and, and he didn't have to do that. That's the point. He didn't have to do that, but he did. And that's the kind of person that he was. And, you know, just shout out to his whole fi his whole family. Yeah. And we want to continue that legacy. And that's great. we want to give back because, you know what, we came from nothing. So we didn't have anything. So, you know, an opportunity to come back in and, and you know, take this thing to the next level. I think why not us? So let I mean, ahead, yeah, I mean, the, the coaches that he even had in there. I mean, we had uh, Zen, Mar yeah. Zen Mario Sperry. You yeah. know, I, I grew up watching yeah. 
Mario Sperry jujitsu on, on videotapes. That was my first like really exposure to jujitsu. And next, you know, he's my coach. And then, you know, you have Kenny Monday, one of the best childhood hero of mine. Right yeah. There. Kenny Monday, another great coach, you know, great mindset, great discipline. Uh, Pedro, you know, Diaz. Pedro Diaz, um, you know, Ivan Hippolyte out of, uh, out of, um, out of Holland, um, you know, Henry Hoof, you yeah. know, all these, all these great, you know, all these great top of the top, top yeah. of the top of the top, you know, the Georgianist, uh, from, from Brazil, one of Anderson Silva's old shootbox coaches, shootbox coaches. So, I mean, he spared no expenses when it came to getting us the best of the best. And that's why, you know, when it came time for us to, you know, show what we've been working on, on a national stage, we were able to take out a team like ATT that's been there for decades that had, you know, a, a great story history, um, a, a great, a great, you know, a great camp in general, you know what I'm saying? And we were able to not only go head to head with them, but we were able to beat them in the mm -hmm. ultimate fighter show. Has there ever been another team that's rivaled ATT to, to the extent that the black zillions did with the, with, with, at the time? No, no way. No, no, no man. No. They, they, even no. when they were doing it, that was the equivalent of like, the the Oakland A's versus the Yankees, yeah. Right. Yeah. like it was. I mean, Dan Lambert, he's done a lot Shout for the out sport. Dan Lambert, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Shout Dan out Lambert. Dan Lambert for sure. For the sport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, just a, to have two mega gyms like that, but one of them not really be a mega gym, you know? Right. Yeah. It was it was as a fan, awesome to watch. Yeah. And now as a fan again, I mean, I've never stopped being a fan, but like as a fan, like I'm glad you guys are back as a fan. And I, now I'm even I'm like happier that it's like this is the why, like why you guys are doing it. It's just like, how could you not fall in love? Like, yeah. with this? Can, are we able to talk about, you know, we've talked about Greg Hardy. Are we able to talk about any other fighters that you have already got in your stable now that or, or is, we're going to hold off on that? Is there yeah. anybody, you know, that's, that's going to be the, you know, officially a black zillion fighter. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're holding off on it right now. I mean, we're just kind of, um, you know, we're still forming a team and the okay. team is still kind of new. Um, right now what we have now, we have a few guys in training camp, but, you know, mostly the camp is dedicated around Greg. You know, that's one thing that okay. I wanted to um, I wanted to do because I felt as if like it's great to have a team, but I feel like um, sometimes a team takes away from the individual focus that a fighter needs at a certain level. Okay. You know, at a certain level, a fighter needs to have three or four coaches watching him train, and these coaches don't always have to be doing the same discipline, but they need to be in tune of what's going on with their athlete, you know, okay. because what, what normally happens is, is that, you know, you have a coach doing this, you have a coach doing that, you have a coach doing all these different aspects. And without having that kind of eye over watching what's going on with them, you know, I can train him and doing wrestling and kick his ass in wrestling. But then, you know, Jason be like, Oh, and try to kick his ass in boxing. And next thing you know, we're, you know, we're not, we're not working together and we end up hurting the athlete. We're not, you're not building him up. You're right. You're, you're actually hurting. Yeah. So, it's um, it's a it's a camp that's that's mostly dedicated uh around Greg right now because mm -hmm. he's in camp right now. But you know we um we plan to you know just build up the team more. But when there's when there's fights fight, fighters fighting, give them that personal attention that fighters need because as a fighter who's been on a lot of big mega teams, I feel like one of the biggest things that cuts into a fighter's performance is the fact that he just becomes another number. And that's kind of the, the, uh, the good and bad, you know, about being a successful team is the fact that you, you're spread a lot, you spread more thin, but mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, you can't forget that this is that athlete's one chance 
mm-hmm. you know, to to really do something in this sport, in their career. And, you know, as a coach, you can always have different athletes, but you can't get away from the fact that you have to be able to, to pay sufficient attention to the athletes who are really on that level to make it big, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the advantage also of, like, being able to work with and have, you know, what I like to call, like, a general that leads from the front. You know what I mean? Where, you know, Rashad's been in those and he knows how those puzzle pieces are best going to fit together, you know what I mean, to to benefit those athletes. So now we, we talked a little bit about earlier before we were on air. There's some other things that you're going to be doing. Yeah. This isn't just going to be about training fighters to, you know, to be, you know, in the cage. Correct. You talked about doing some other things to give back. Yes. Tell yes. us a little so, bit about that. So, um, so our Performance Institute uh, will incorporate um, not only the mental aspect of MMA um, and boxing and, and things of that nature, but, but we're really going to get into, um, we, we are going to have a chess academy, okay. um, a chess academy for kids. Uh, we, we're really going to focus on some special needs um, kids, and, and you know we've we have um, already some connections, uh, special needs, and and some adaptive uh, programs to um, allow people to to come in, uh, learn about the game of chess, how it relates to life, apply it not only in the cage but also apply it in businesses, apply it in schools, apply it in your life with your relationship. You know, because it's not about skating to where the puck is. It's about skating to where the puck's going to be. So that's the idea behind this is is we want you to start thinking ahead. And because when you can think ahead, you can and you can anticipate what's going to happen. And if you don't, if you can anticipate what's going to happen, then you're not going to panic. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so mental health is is a big portion of of where we really want to give back to the community is we want to um get some get some ideas and get people involved and we we want to make this more of a movement this will be a performance institute you know we're getting away from the gym aspect we're getting away from the meathead we're getting it's not just punching each other no no the sports not, not there anymore not at all that's yeah. that's you know that's that's under the rug so now it's more of a performance institute and yeah. so so that we can focus on the mental aspect of what you're doing we can focus on um really just getting um getting an overall um an overall opportunity to make your life better because yeah. our careers will be short-lived or have already done but what we like you said what we can give back and how we can perpetuate this thing for future mm-hmm. generations that will be the legacy and that was the the original legacy that that Glenn um, started, and we'd like to continue. You that. guys are planting seeds, man. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Best I'm, time to grow a tree. You know, I work with a nonprofit, uh, a couple of them. Uh, one, Always Progress, and the other one, Real Mentors, and they kind of work together. But it's about, you know, helping out uh, with, with with kids, you know. Uh, and, we, and we have kids that we mentor, and we, you know, we, we you know, take them fishing, and we do horseback riding, but we just give them different experiences, you know, these experiences that they wouldn't normally have. And it's just a really... Um, you know, open up their mindset, you know, to try to show them that there's a different way. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, with having a gym, having some of these kids come in and do some training and understanding what, you know, what self-defense is and how to, you know, keep them, you know, keep themselves um, in shape and, and take care of their bodies, you know, is one of the biggest things you can do for confidence because something happens when you start to get in better shape. When you start to get in better shape, you start to take more pride in who you are. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's it's something that, you know, you start looking in the mirror a little bit more. You start to be proud of who you are. And I think that, you know, with the way that society is, where we live in such a voyeuristic uh, setting, that it's easy to look on the outside and see somebody from the outside and want to be that. But it's a whole new philosophy when you're happy with being yourself mm-hmm. and, and really just, you know, focusing on yourself. And that's what we want to be able to give to these kids. So to, to shift a little bit, we talked a lot about the mental side of this. You've been on both sides of probably you've been loved and hated, right? Yeah. You've been on both sides of that. Hated and love it. Which, <laughs> where, where do you think you, when do you, do you think you performed the best? Which side of the equation were you on where you felt it either you drew from it and it made you a better fighter was it when you, people loved you, or that when when people or the were the NWO days? I think I think I think, <laughs> I, think, I, think I think it was when I was a bad guy. I liked I liked I liked yeah. the, when people didn't like me. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was just something that at first it used to hurt my feelings, but then I started to realize that um, these people weren't really they didn't really uh, they didn't know me, so there's no way that they could actually really hate me. They just hated the character who they thought I was, you know, yeah. the person oh, that there's... I appeared to be, you know, so. That was something that uh, once I got my mind around that, then I then I kind of like I I really relished in the fact that you know they didn't really like me and it and it helped me to uh, to compete sometimes because when I hear them start booing, it'd make me happy. You know when when I when I was fighting Forrest Griffin in particular, yeah. he hit me with a nice little combination. He had me bent against the the fence and he was just going to town, just piecing me up, and I just hear the crowd just like chanting for him yeah. to finish me off and i was like <laughs> and then i did that epic like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get it you know but it, it's something that that motivated me back then yeah so yeah, pull the kobe before the kobe yeah. yeah that's also yeah that's, that's just play the role yeah lebron whatever the, the role man. is you're yeah. given play that role yeah. it's a game it. man. yeah because it's right it's it's kind of, I, so we're all actors you're here as an actor, right? You might have like an assigned from birth. I've, you know, my destiny from birth is this, but you can kind of pick whatever role you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're given a role, and when you're given a role by your fans or by, yeah, the people, yeah, play it, play I it. Wish 100%. You could be, uh, I mean, you had. I, I like that. I Muhammad like that. Ali. Yeah. Muhammad Ali. You. <laughs> you had true. some true. epic, uh, kind of mental battle. What's the right word? Uh, you know what you had with Rampage, yep. what you had with beefs. with with beefs, okay, the, the yeah, with, with John Jones. Like, I mean, Tofu, man. how much of that? Yeah, well, you know, you say fake. How much of that was real? How much Impossible was that? Beef. How uh, what was Impossible that? Impossible beef. <laughs> I, ne- I never faked the beef. They never. all they all been real, man. They all yeah. been real, like to the point where, like me and Rampage, we were. Uh, it was like almost on site. It was to the point where we were filming in Vegas. And we'll get into it on the show. And they had to be like, hey, guys, you guys got to calm down a little bit because we're not able to get any filming done you know, because you guys are cutting up way too much. And then it took and then it even went off of just being on the show. So when I seen him out in Vegas, because we would hang out and we'll go to the same clubs, this dude, you know, pressed me in the club one time. So we almost oh, got in a fight in the club one time. It was uh, the, the beef was thick, man, yeah. you know. But I mean, those fights where where you have that kind of beef. It just made training for the fight that much, you know, that much more fun because, you know, those fights will, will wake you up in the middle of the night, be like, yo, 
You better get up and run. <laughs> the, the enemy is training. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, thank you so that. much for all of the memes. <laughs> oh my goodness. The, I still, you ha- did you love those? Like when, the, when, like the, just when the internet got involved. Yeah, it yeah. was so good. Oh yeah. I still, ha- I still like the one that comes up a lot for me right now is the rampage when he's breaking down the door, and I, we all see that. All oh the time. yeah. Oh, yeah. On social media, he's just ripping that door. What that door do to you? Yeah. You know. Yeah, that, that, that was that was a great time, man. Um, Looking back, I mean, it, it was one of the funnest times uh, of my life. You know, it was just a great experience. And, I mean, on the Ultimate Fighter show, you just never know what's going to be, like, how they're going to film it. So you just got to just be how you are. And um, oh, yeah. I was just being myself. And there, there were times where it was like, <laughs> like I remember Mike, <laughs> I remember Mike Van Arsdale and, uh, and, and, and um, Trevor Whitman, you know, actually – you know, talking me off a bridge or just punching Rampage in the face next time I see him. I'm like, yo, I just want to punch him. But it turns out, like, I mean, after we had all that beef, me and Rampage did a movie a few years ago, and now we became one of the bestest friends, man. Yeah. So it's yeah. cool now. Got I, was gonna say, I, I feel like, could you say the same thing about him at that time? Do you feel like, I remember that season. Do you feel like he kind of, like, he wasn't, he was, Elevating it to where it didn't need to be, like he was faking it a little bit. I you mean, probably, all sizzle, no steak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was yeah. it? He, I mean, he knew how to play to the camera. He might do that. Their friends now, man. His whole, yeah, he, his he whole was, persona was he was, he was, was over the top. He was definitely an entertainer, but there was something about me that just irked him deeply. Really? Okay. I know, I know what it was. There was something there. I know what it was. Do you know how aggravating it is when you're trying to get a rise out of somebody and you're up here and they're just looking at you and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know, I remember that. I, I mean, that's what a bully, yeah. a bully yeah. wants, yeah. the reaction, right? A bully right. that they want the yeah. reaction. When right. they don't get the reaction, they get more angry. The door yeah. caught the you worst know? of it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm right in front of your face. I'm right in your face. What are you going to do? You ain't gonna do nothing. Look at you. Look at you. Uh, you, you saw. Oh, man. That's how my sister used to get me. Oh, just, <laughs> my sister like, used to get me too. She ah, to get she, and she would just like press all the buttons, bro. And just be like, ah. Love my sister. Yeah, Love for sure, my man. Sister, man. So I have a question for Jason now. Sparring. I mean, this is for everybody, but you're the boxing coach. We hear a lot of talk about kind of a little less, less training in the ring, mm-hmm. right? A little less sparring. Mm-hmm. Is that the path that that most gyms are going on right now? It's like you need to get hit a little bit less to you know not only have longevity but to be prepared for the upcoming fight. Okay, so all right, facts are facts, right? The only way you learn how to get better by fi- get better at fighting is by fighting. Yeah, right. Um, do I think that you need to have every time you spar? Do I think it needs to be an all-out war? Absolutely not. You can have controlled sparring sessions. Like a lot of things that I do with my amateurs, for example, down in Miami is we'll do, uh, you know, controlled sparring where it's like, okay, well, you can only use the left hand. You know what I mean? Okay. So you're developing the left hand. You know what I mean? So there's not so, so much trauma anymore. Or, all right, listen, left hand is free. Right hand is only going to go to the body. So they're developing these skills without having to go in there, you know, and it's and it's a championship fight every time you spar. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I say this thing about all the time. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm from Brooklyn originally. You know what I mean? And I love my Brooklyn fighters. But, like, you know, the curse of the Brooklyn fighter is, you know, they can't go past six rounds, you know what I mean? Because every sparring session up there is a six-round world championship fight, you know what I mean? And they get those Mm -hmm. six hard rounds in, and it's it. And then, you know, good luck getting through the first six rounds with one of these guys. But if you do, you know, you you got a really good shot, you know what I mean? Um, I'm a big fan of the protective equipment 
that is provided to you. So I think more, you know, like, I get it. Guys don't like the headgear. They don't want to wear the headgear so much all the time when they spar. But that stuff is there for a reason. You know what I mean? Um, so I would say between, like, the concentrated sparring and taking advantage of all of the protective equipment that you're supposed to be using, yeah. you know, is, 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 is a better option than just, all right, well, let's not spar so much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just... How easy is it to listen to, a, you're a coach now, how easy or hard is it to listen to other coaches when you're the guy that's getting in the ring now? Um, it, it's, it's, it's a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, these, these guys coach me all, yeah. they're, they're coaching me right now, yeah. you know? And I just and I just listen, you know? I'm like, okay, okay, yes, sir. And he I, catches just, on so it. fast, it is, his learning curve is just, it's just like a really high fight IQ. So, I mean, normally I don't have to go over things more than once with him he he adapts so quickly so it's fine you know and yeah. what what's your opinion on you know kind of there's a different type of trauma that happens sure. when you're when you're sparring but when you're sparring jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. or do you have to control guys and say listen 50 percent 50 percent you know well you know i my my personal game is a lot of pressure slow controlled pressure you know um yeah, right. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, right. I get it. Yeah. I, now I know why you wanted to have it. You've yeah, been right. waiting. He's been waiting yeah. to hit that. So, 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 my game is is you know slowly, slowly developing. Anyway, so, um, you know, bigger man's game is Jay knows is is our game is pressure. Get on um, top, stay on top. Exactly, exactly. Um, but you know, I can go wherever the fight goes. You know, I'm a I'm a rep guy. I like to rep until. You get it, you know, until you get it right. Um, I, I like to flow roll so that you can see where you're at, see where you see where you are, see where you're not. Um, but I like, I personally, I like to rep and build on the reps, you know, because jujitsu is it's it really is an evolving um, game because your game constantly evolves. Mm-hmm. You know, you like I was working with, I've been working with Shy with leg locks, for example, and leg locks, and you've got to really know the game and you've got to see the game, you know, and he's got to defend the game. You've got to defend the game and you're going to get into that world. And, and, but more importantly, you have to know what the game is out there today because the game that was out when he was fighting before has changed with the information podcast, YouTube, um, instructional videos. These kids that are coming up, these, you know, this kid out here is 22 years old. Who's got has been watching UFC for probably 10 years, and has been watching, you know, all of this information that's available. He's coming in with a completely different mindset. Oh, yeah. So I go back to what I said before: is yeah. like these kids are coming in, not just like, hey, I just want to do boxing. No. It's like I'm truly the art is now MMA. Yes. MMA is that. Yes. You know, we. Yeah. I Correct. think every guest I've ever had on the show, they either did. Karate yep. or Taekwondo when they were a kid. And now it's like, no, I do MMA. I go to yeah. this gym and I train all of these. Yeah. These kids, yeah, these yeah. kids these kids that are coming up these days, I mean, you you don't know and they're not are, just a one trick pony anymore no, when they're coming in the ring. No, no, yeah. no. Very, very dangerous. Yeah. I mean, and you and you even look at you know, in jujitsu you look at you know, the ADCC. I mean, these kids are 13, 14, yeah. 15, 17 Cole, years old. Cole Abate yeah. out of, out of yeah. uh, Art of Jiu-Jitsu. Absolutely. I mean, Six, beating black belts. Yeah. Just well got done. his purple belt, mm-hmm. I yeah. believe. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, I'm a the, fan of yeah. the kid. There's there's you know? just there's just a completely different race of 
you know, jujitsu fighters, the species that they are coming yeah. in and they have a wealth of knowledge and mm-hmm. they've been doing it for a little while. So, um, I like to rep things, but I, I like to, I really like to, uh, teach and get right into it. You know, I don't, don't like to, like I said, I don't like to go to the side door. I like to go right to the front door mm-hmm. and, 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 it, and attack the most severe situation, the back, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. You can't you can't defend your you can't defend your neck. What what else you got? You know so. Okay. I, I, I just. Uh, I just did you have a question before you, I, I was interrupted. I was I interrupted. You. I forgot. I man. It's yeah, all, forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's talk. I know where I want to go. Let's talk goats. Mm-hmm. I'm let's gonna, talk what? Goats. Goats. Greatest goats. of all times. Yes. Or weird goats. eyes. Well, I want I want everybody I want everybody's goat. Uh, they could stay within or you know or extend outside of their genre. We'll, we'll call it. Who's your boxing goat? Yeah, that's a hard. Yeah, besides Rashad, this is all everything that we have. Besides Rashad, that should be an easy one. That should be an easy one. That's easy. He's gonna say De La Hoya. Definitely not Jake Paul. I'll be honest, man. Any like we talking pound for pound? Who's who's your boxing goat? Yeah, pound for pound. Pound for pound. Pound for pound. You know what? I'm a big. <laughs> you got the button ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. I'm a Lennox big Lord. Riddick Bow fan. Wow, Bow. Really? I'm okay. a big Riddick Bow fan. I really think Riddick Bow had the skill set to. So, like for me, like you know, don't get me wrong. Iron Mike, '86 all day, right? Awesome. I think that there would have been two guys in particular that probably would have been able to beat Mike Tyson at his peak. One of them is Ray Mercer. The other one is Riddick Bow. Right. And just Riddick Bowe wasn't scared of anybody. He had a phenomenal skill set, phenomenal skill set, um, you know. And uh, I that would that would be mine. Okay, you know, for my All bag. Right. <clears throat> Brian, jujitsu. Who's your goat? Oh man, <laughs> there's man. This is a tough one. Um, this is th- this is tough. Listen, I, I'm just gonna go chain of command. Um, shout out Pablo Popovich. Okay. Um, you know he was the first. You know the first um, school that. That I I walked in there, and you know, being a former wrestler, listen, you know, wrestlers we have a good base and we're athletic and this and this and that. Listen, that guy he he mopped the floor with me within thirty seconds, and he taught me what jujitsu actually was. So I know that there are some phenomenal jujitsu guys out there. Um, I can tell you that that Pablo, you know, I I don't I didn't know anybody who could even touch what he was doing. I mean, he's yeah. so far ahead of his time. And yeah, he was he was not only <laughs> mopping the mat with people, yeah. but he was also making money with on, in jujitsu before people were making money oh, yeah, in jujitsu. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. Pablo was sponsored. Yeah, yeah. He was I mean he was doing I mean I, I seen him as we would have world champions come in every single day and I would just you know, ADCC champ and I would just see him just from from his wrestling to his uh just the way that he approached the game, his calm um killer instinct. I mean, he was just like I've never seen anybody in in my eyes, I've never seen anybody better. There are many, many guys who, who um deserve that title, but uh Pablo was my goal for sure. Okay. You know, speaking of Pablo, there's a there's <laughs> there's two guys I had the chance to to train with, which you 
you actually were the one that invited me there. Mm-hmm. The Makai brothers would oh, yeah. train under Pablo. Fred These and Jim Moncayo. Like huge money. shout out yeah. Fred and Jim right. Moncayo. They, they, they huge. Amazing. Great they guys. They also train under school. Pablo too, right? Yeah. Um, actually, um, so so uh, Pablo had his school and Fred and Jim Moncayo, um, they, they really ran the school. You know, Pablo mm-hmm. was the head instructor and they were really the, the meat and bones um, behind his school. And, and I can tell you... Um, <laughs> Pablo was was a beast. Jay is an absolute savage. Fred and Jay Moncayo are absolute like beasts. Beast. I mean, beast. they wealth of knowledge. The best guys that you could, you wouldn't even know. You talk to them on the phone, man. Mm-hmm. You would think they, they're going to sell you an ice cream cake. But let me tell you something. <laughs> Not let me tell you something. It was like an usher at his church or something yeah, like that, right? <laughs> yeah, for, man. These guys, these guys on the mat. Yeah, it's man. a trap. I mean, the name is the Anaconda. That's the only way I can give. Jay is it's just an absolute, is a warrior. And, man, if you can go, if you ever have an opportunity to go to Fred and Jay uh, Moncayo School, the Moncayo Brothers Jiu-Jitsu, I, man, I, I still go there. And I'm still learning even today. Even got my black belt and after in 2014. I'm still learning. And there's they are constantly not only are they giving uh, knowledge, but they will roll with you and they'll show you what you did wrong and mm-hmm. they will advance your position every mm-hmm. single time. Very so, humble group of guys. Super humble. Super humble. Love those guys. Rashad. Not a mm. better school. Mm. Besides yourself. <laughs> this, is you tough. this is a tough one. I tough mean, one, I mean, man. tough one. I mean, MMA. MMA. MMA GOAT. I mean, you know, there's Demetrius Johnson. I mean, who's who's yeah. up there? Um, Mid-air armbar. Yep. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> GSP Usman. But if I was to say who the goat is, out of strength and schedule, despite everything, it'd be John Jones. Okay. Pound for pound. It'd be it'd be John Jones. I mean, hard to hard to argue. There's a lot that can be said about John Jones and the things that he's done to bring a bad light onto himself and. You know some of the things I don't agree with with with, with what he he's done, but at the end of the day, he's a phenomenal fighter. You put your ESPN commentator hat on right there. He's, he's, a, he's unbiased. A, yeah, he, he's he's a, phenom- he's, a fighter, he's a phenomenal fighter. Hard to argue it. Hard I mean, to argue it. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, just the strength of schedule when he first came out was like it was like uh, it was like Drake's you know first few albums. You know, what I'm saying it was just hits. You know, what I'm saying hit after hit. I he still was listen just, to those. Taking taking mm-hmm. people out that were just true legends in the sport. I mean, I don't know if he'll ever get his roses to be that guy, but uh, he definitely is. I'm sad yeah. as a fan. You know, you I know love what? That guy. Now that now that um, Rashad mentioned that, you guys were talking about Greg, and I had a chance to meet the guy. And the media have a way to paint you, and once they get a hold of you. You you can't get out of that shadow. Like, I met Greg and I interact with him almost every day now. Very humble individual. But when you listen to what the media is saying and how they paint him, you will you will never believe that's 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 the same person. Humble doesn't get clicks. Completely different. Humble. So humble doesn't sell now, newspapers. Going right. going on John Jones, like yo, I love I I, I love the fighter, but I but I think um the fans and the media, a disservice that they do to fighters is the fact that they don't understand the fighters are human, you know? Um, 
they also battle their own demons. Mm -hmm. So in the process of getting to where they, they are or, or, or conquering fame, people keep, people keep forgetting they have their own problems. Um, I feel like this is one fighter that need a fair shot. Like when it comes to John Jones, yeah. I think he needs to be somewhere where um, not just they, 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 they focusing on, 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 on building the machine, but just like both Rashad Fury and um, Jason mentioned, someone need to tap into the mental portion. Mm -hmm. And do I think, think if he gets anyone yeah. that can do that on that level, we're going to see a completely different John Jones. So do you think that you're, you're, you're an insider? Do you think that him leaving or being banned from Jackson Wink, that doesn't bring him to a better place? I mean, it, it all depends on where he goes. You know, he's over with uh, Henry Cejudo and, and with those guys. And, okay. um, you know, Henry Cejudo and, and uh, you know, um, uh, Cap over there. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they do a good job when it comes to, you know, keeping their fighters on task. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think they, they may be able to help in that aspect. But like, you know, like John was saying, you know, it's about, you know, having that person that's able to be like, hey, John. This is a good idea. This ain't a good idea. But being able to say it when he's in one of his rowdy moods, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, you know, everybody likes to have fun and have a good time. But, you know, some people just take it to the next he level. He was one of the youngest champs. Was he the youngest? Yeah, he was. So, so, was yeah. he the youngest light heavy? Light heavy. Who, was, did anybody, been, did anybody have a world title at a younger right. age than John Jones? Vitor Belfort? Yeah. Belfort at 19, right? Vitor yeah. at 19. Mm -hmm. Juicy yeah. Vitor. So I have one final question for <laughs> we, you. Taught me that it's called uh, Asai and Jesus. Asai and Jesus, baby. Okay. Uh, is there anyone that you wish you would have fought that you didn't get to fight? Is there like you know? Yeah, I wish I would have fought Shogun. Yes, Shogun. I, was, I was scheduled to fight him a few times, and it just never happened. I mean, not because I dislike him, but because um, I'm I was always a fighter who who would, uh, you know, fight to the level of my competition. And I feel like watching him fight, he just brings a fight out of you. You know, watching his fight with Chuck Liddell and, you know, that memorable fight, I wanted to have a fight like that with him, you know, just where yeah. it was just like... War. Yeah, just a straight war. <laughs> and, uh, you know, his fight with, um, who was it? Was it Dan Henderson that yep. he had? Dan Henderson, that was, a, that was an epic battle. Jeez. That was an epic battle. Yeah. That's what I meant. The fight with him and Dan Henderson was an epic battle. Yeah, yeah and, that was um, the one. Mm -hmm. That's what... I always wanted to have a fight like that with him, you know, and I think that he would have been a fun fight to have. I think a lot of fans, like, really was expecting that fight. Even when he came to the video game, I think a lot of fans played that fight. <laughs> I played yeah. that fight. <laughs> yeah. Do some lineups. What? Yeah. Do some lineups on the, on the, on the game, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I was, I was always proud of the fact that... Um, you beat Bruce Lee, by the way. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I was always proud of the fact that, you know, in the time I competed, I competed against the very biggest names in my weight class, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was, it, it was, it was something that, um, that I was very, very proud of. So if I could have got a chance to mix it up with him, yeah. it just would have been nice. And okay. I, for, you know, for those that don't know, you won your, your season, the very first season, second right? Season. Uh, the second season of Gale the ultimate Sanchez. fighter yeah. at heavy, yeah, heavy at heavyweight. You fought a mountain. That, yeah. that dude was, was big. Brad you guys Ives. did not like, you guys did not look like you should be in there together at all. Every you week. Look, you know. Every but, week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right yeah. 
So, I, yeah, I mean, that would have been an amazing fight. It's, it wouldn't have been out of, uh, it wouldn't have been crazy to see you in there with Shogun, right? I mean, yeah. it would have been, it would, would you, it, you would have gone up, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it would it would have been, uh, you know, it would have been great because we were around the same size. You know, he wasn't massively bigger than me. Like everyone I fought, you know, apart from Dan Henderson, you know, they were all, they were mostly all bigger than me. And I, mm -hmm. and I used to look at being a smaller fighter as my superpower, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I remember when I asked Dan Henderson, I'm like, man, Dan, like, how do you be beating all these big guys? And he told me something I'll never forget. He said, you know, uh, it's because I'm big in here. And, it, and I was like, oh, that was cold. That was I cold, like that. man. So like that, that was my mindset. I just got to be big inside, you know. So we're going to leave it there. I want to say that I appreciate you guys coming on. Do you guys have any, you know, anybody you want to shout out? Anything else that you guys want to say about the Black Zillions? We could put Rashad's phone number right here at the bottom. Call <laughs> <laughs> well, now, flashing. For an <laughs> epic wanna, fight. It, yeah. If you're looking for some trainers, you know. For but an anything you guys want to say? Um, I just, you know, I, I've been shouting out, you know, everybody. I mean, you know, if, if I didn't shout you out, you know who you are. And I can tell you these four words. Those who know, know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, you know, uh, you know, we've been we've been able to train with some of the best in some of the best places in South Florida. And I think that's what, um, you know, allows people to grow to the best. You know, we've been able to train at ACG over at combat club with Rodney Brewer. Shout out Rodney Buer. Yeah. Brewer, so I mean, for sure. Um, th this is what it's about. And, and I appreciate those gyms that allowed us to come and train and, uh, and work with us, the, uh, the Mokai brothers and, and, and just, you know, Jazeus and, and a lot of people that just, you know, really, um, allowed us to just come in a space because a lot of times you go to these gyms and it's so territorial to the point where they're like, oh, you can't leave here. You can't go train mm -hmm. there. Yeah. You know, and, and it kind of misses. No the, politics. Did you know that there's no politics in jujitsu? I know my, no <laughs> See, politics in jujitsu. We don't do that. No, Nobody no, does that. No, there's politics. <laughs> but I mean, a pile I, of them. I just, any I'm coach, just, I'm sorry, any coach has ever told me no politics. That's I'm like, okay, now. Yeah, now yeah, yeah. Time to go. Sure. That way. <laughs> Rodney Brewer brought, by the way, Rodney Brewer brought me into jujitsu. He was yeah. the first person. We were at Gold's Gym on Commercial Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale. And, you know, him and Sam McCoy, another huge. Shout out to him because those two actually got oh, me Sam, started in jujitsu. Yeah, you know, I know Sam. Sam McCoy. He coached my gym for a little bit. Yeah, Man, nicest guy, yeah. most humble. We, but when we first started, we were gonna have him on the show, and he moved. Yeah, he's back though. Yeah, he's back. He, yeah, he, yeah, he moved up yeah, north. He, uh, yeah, he'll be hopefully be coming in and, right. and doing some work with him. Yeah, Sam, yeah. like those two, Rodney Brewer and Sam McCoy, brought me yeah. into jujitsu, okay. and from there I went to Pablo's. But <laughs> those guys, two of the nicest, most humble. Wealth of knowledge and just, you know, straight savages. So. Okay. But, I mean, for my last thing is that, um, you know, we're building a team. So, if you know, there's some young prospects out there who want to uh, get some good work in and, and uh, you know, have the heart and de dedication and mindset, you know, to take it to the next level, uh, come on through. You know, we, we, we got open doors. All right. Yeah. Jay? You hear that, Gemma? Little Gemma? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not in the air. Nah, <laughs> no, just kidding. I'd love to give a shout-out to uh, – my amateur guys down in uh, Hialeah Gardens and Play Boxing Academy. Um, we got some skilled guys down there. I brought a few of them up to yep. the gym to work uh, with Good some guys. MMA fighters. Good guys. Solid guys. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. Um, my partner down there, Mauri Ramos, um, you know, great trainer, awesome strength and conditioning guy. I worked with him at uh, Iron Mike Promotions a while mm -hmm. back when Iron Mike Promotions was still around. Okay. So, 
Listen, you guys have you guys have uh, up and coming fighters that you want to bring on. We'll give them a little shine here on the show. Oh yeah, you know, come on through. Let Jay know. You know, you guys got my information now. Let hit me up, and we'll have you guys come back on, and you know, we'll we'll talk some. uh, We got some killers in the stable. Very cool. (laughs) Voice from beyond. Would you like to say anything to take us out? Um, Well, (laughs) you know, it's 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 funny how you start with an idea, right, and you reach out to one person. And the conversation already happening, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, certain voices echoes throughout time. Um, what we, what we doing as a unit, is actually serving. We leading, we have coaches, you know. We'll be managing, but we also serving. There's so many fighters that I see where their their career um, went south. And just as a fan, I can see how if we are the team, like the team that's sitting right here, right now, willing and ready to give back, like they could have been the next John Jones. They could have been the next Kamaru Usman. Everybody want to take. I remember I was training with um, um, Kevin Gleason, and he said most most fighters, they – they, they just want to take and they get to the level where they're up there, but they're not giving back. But when you, when you meet a Rashad Evans, and this is the first time I'm actually saying that, and his heart is just giving, 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 giving. Um, introduce me to, to Jason. Never, never met Jason. It's, it's, it's the same thing. So this, this, this whole organization that's coming out the gate and we're not even gonna gonna say it's new because we we are we are all here because of one person granted he's not here but everything we do gonna further his legacy right and any of us can go at any time and the idea is it doesn't matter who goes out first the vision needs to be the same you know, it's a spirit of giving. Fury, it's all about giving. And um, the fighters that we're looking for are the fighters that's willing to leave their heart, like, on the mat. You're willing to leave your heart on the mat. We're willing to invest in you. Mm-hmm. Blood, sweat, tears, and whatever else that comes with it. Okay. Well, listen. This show, wow. we, this show was founded on giving stuff away and and giving back. Uh, we started a foundation. We sponsored uh, one. We did one year scholarships for for kids. So we did two of them over the last two years. Um, so anything that you guys have going on that we can help with, absolutely, we're we're, we're in. You don't got to ask. Just make the call. All right, guys. All right. Again, thank you guys for for being here, man. We appreciate you guys. Thank you, Big J. Big J. Thank you, Miguel. Yeah, he's Big J. I you're know who Big J is. You're Little Miguel. He's Big J, Little Miguel. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, just in right case anybody was wondering. We're right here. We'll say goodbye. Because he's behind the camera. Take he it. did not write that down. <laughs> that, no, he you. just said that. That wasn't a book. Yeah, that's why right. I said, wow. Go, that's why I said, wow. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. I always like to say, peace, love, jujitsu. We we'll say, peace, love, jujitsu, and MMA. Awesome. Thank Take you so much. Y'all, y'all didn't have to do that. <laughs> 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 How was that? That was <laughs> that was awesome. The show was awesome. I thought that was great. I'm a fan. How, how incredible was that? I almost cried. 
You almost <laughs> No, yeah. I did. Honestly, I really almost did because like the message, yeah. right? Like it, you you can't as a fan, you there's no way you can't get behind this, man. This is like yeah. there's a phoenix rising out of the ashes. So number one, I want to say thank you to them again. Mm-hmm. Number two, I want to say thank you for letting us break this news mm-hmm. and deliver this message. Sh- we absolutely appreciate it. Thank you to Big J. Thank you to Rashad for putting their for putting their confidence in us and the show to put out this message. So, yep, yep, yep. you know, we'll get this out as quickly as possible. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, this falls right in line with, you know, what we like to do with giving stuff away and, you know, whether it's gear it or scholarships. And yeah, bringing you know, good feels news. Good, right? yeah, it feels, bring who, feels news. good. What other martial arts academy is talking about doing things, you know, for special Man, you needs know kids I, or doing chess or, you know, doing other things that are going to help they the didn't community. Know. Maybe, maybe this will be a shining example for others yeah. who are maybe already doing this and don't have yeah. a platform. Bring that bell. Could bring yeah. them bring up. that bell. And so, yeah, it's a good <laughs> thing, go. man. It's a good thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's, I'm well, sure there's people. He's right. Martial arts community, man, is a, is a good community. Yeah. Again, you know? thank you to Rashad and, and Big J for, for letting us do this and, and for just coming on the show. For let, sure. let us be a part of this. Super fun. More to come. That was like a flow roll. More. Hopefully, Jay, more to come. More, more announcements to come. So let's uh, let's shout out our Patreon podcast patrons, including gym sponsors Carlson Gracie Winterhaven in Winterhaven, Florida, cgwinterhaven.com, at Carlson Gracie underscore Winterhaven on Instagram. Uh, we also want to shout out Carlson Gracie Broward County in North Florida Jail, which is Big J's gym. Again, thank you to Big J. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carlson Gracie Broward County.com, at Carlson Gracie Broward County. John Way Martial Arts in Plantation, Florida. JohnWayMartialArts.com at JohnWayMartialArts on Instagram. Congratulations on the black belt. I'm going to get his name right this time. <laughs> Jebediah Barra, are one of our individual podcast patrons. Thank you so much for supporting. I love that. Robert Walker. Hey, I'm an Italian thing. He brought in the Italian fighter into the studio hey, today. Robert Walker. Robert Walker, Frank House, Boa Athletics. Check them out on IG at BOA underscore athletics. They just came out with a with a really cool rash guard as well. If you follow them on Instagram, check them out on Instagram. They've got a really cool uh, cobra. Yeah, uh, covers the whole see the way, front the way black, my, and then it's like gray a gray uh, snake. It's it's really nice. The way my money's set cobra. up right now, I <laughs> what happened? The way my back is. <laughs> well, how my you doing the uh, you doing Hart. the Kevin Hart skit? <laughs> yeah. Well, Bro, my wife told me if I bought another gi. I, I can't even do this gig because I don't even. I, I know it, but I don't yeah, remember. It. I think we don't got to do it. We have my he bank, did, my, my bank account like set up. It's not like we're gonna do it better. <laughs> Thank you to Jason Smiley, CJ Carroll, Mission Twenty Two, Chuck Reddor, and Roberto Santiago. If you'd like to support the show, visit patreon.com forward slash jujitsu dummies. Join in, you're automatically entered to win up to $100 in jujitsu swag every single month. Remember, Automated. if you send us questions for the show, you don't have to wait for us to post. If you send us questions for the show, you are automatically entered to into that $100 swag giveaway. All right? So it's podcast patrons. And, if, their questions and questions. Get, if their questions get used if their on the show. their questions get used on the yeah, show. Yeah, just posting. And one other thing we're going to start doing this too is if you do send us questions, you got to listen and send us a message on, on our IG or Facebook, wherever you sent us the question, to claim your prize. For sure. Okay. So you've got to let us know that you listened. Reach, reach out. And you've got to say, hey, I heard my question being used because we'll always read your Instagram handle and claim your prize. And then we'll send you a podcast tee or, or, or a CBD from we also like CBD. We also like meeting new people. Well, and, I don't and know why I'm talking people. like this today. Da, 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 da. It's been, my hands. It's been. I always do that. You got to defend yourself yeah, in this okay. room. 
Uh, at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies for all the ways to watch, listen, and support. You can donate to our scholarship program where we award, again, one-year scholarships to veterans, first responders, or just amazing kids. Thank you to the Weedify Foundation uh, for all of their support. They provide therapeutic relief to disabled combat veterans through Jiu-Jitsu. Check them out at Weedify Foundation on Instagram, and you can donate anytime at WeedifyFoundation.org. And as always... Fight back CBD. Love him. Love this guy. Love him. Love, love him. Love him. I. I. This is look. This one's empty because yeah. I switched out the full one. You brought it home. Put the empty one here, and I'll be ordering you some more do soon. A, you got to do a that video. Roll, the roll on. If it, for those of you who can't yeah. see what I'm holding up, it's the fight back freeze CBD roll on. This is awesome. You got to do. Notice you got to do like a video when I'm, when on I'm in TikTok, pain. which is like they see me rolling, ah, and then like you go. You I'm, in, I'm you in pain. You go take this. You know home. what I'm saying? You can take, take it home funny. and do it and record a video for do me. Do what? <laughs> take it home. <laughs> send me the video. Yeah. Okay. Fightback CBD. Get at Fightback CBD on IG. Get twenty percent off your CBD order at FightbackCBD.com with code JJD. Love it. All right. That's that's the code for all of it. If you're just on a website and you're shopping, just, <laughs> just, throw, JJD, just type maybe, it in. Maybe you, you might get, get something. Maybe you get a discount. You might get something. Special thanks to our newest sponsor, George Hernandez Claims Adjuster. Have you experienced damage to your residential or commercial property in the state of Florida? Water, flood, fire, mold, storms, smoke, hurricane and wind, lightning, business interruption, theft and vandalism, sinkholes. Don't get stressed out dealing with your insurance provider. Call George Hernandez today. Let the professionals get you the most compensation possible. Visit HernandezClaims.com or call 305-712-6751 to get help now. And stay in touch with them on Instagram at HernandezClaims. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. Let's see. I, I'm, I'm Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram. I got to remember. I think it's uh, JJD underscore DJJ. 69. Dinner for two. Had to throw in the 69. Dinner for two, buddy. Bo? Bad works. B-A-D-W-E-R-K-S. It it works. Thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening. Woo! Us. Oh. Peace, love, jujitsu. Peace, love, (laughs) jujitsu. Us. I did it when they were here. Peace, love, jujitsu. I already did peace, love, jujitsu when they were here, so I'm doing it again. So we say goodbye. We say goodbye to them. You can't do it too many times. What's a hand? Peace, love, jujitsu, everybody. It's just so positive. (laughs) Woo! <laughs>